Hey, and welcome to another episode of Fast Forward, a podcast from QSR Magazine. My name is Sam Okus. I'm the editor of QSR and the editorial director of Foo News Media. Today is part two of our Wingstop week. If you didn't catch part one yesterday with Wingstop Chief Marketing Officer Christina Clark, I highly recommend you go back and check that out as well. Uh, But if you didn't uh, check that episode out, here's a little primer for what we're doing this week. For our November-December issue of QSR, I did a deep dive cover feature into Wingstop and how the brand has managed its just spectacular success during the pandemic. I mean, we're talking same-store sales gains of over 25% in the third quarter and something like 100 new restaurants opened in 2020. So this week, I'm doing an even deeper dive into Wingstop by sharing five of the interviews I did with their executives for that cover feature. I'm specifically highlighting some of the areas in which I think Wingstop is really innovating. So again, yesterday, I shared my conversation with CMO Christina Clark. Uh, Later this week, I will be posting interviews with Stacey Peterson, Wingstop's chief technology officer, Nicholas Boudet, who is the president of International, and then of course, uh, Charlie Morrison, Wingstop CEO, and he's really the architect of all of this success. I'm going to run his interview uh, as the last interview running on uh, for Wingstop Week on Friday. Today, though, I'm sharing my conversation with Donnie Upshaw. He's Wingstop's Senior Vice President of People, and he's the man largely responsible for the company's impressive culture. So in this conversation, Donnie talks about how Wingstop has four core values. They had set these up prior to the pandemic. Uh, those four core values are being service-minded, authentic, fun, and entrepreneurial. Uh, We discuss how the companies really leaned into those core values as sort of their North Star through the COVID crisis and how it's helping to keep the roughly 250 corporate employees and 300 franchisees connected uh, through these shared values in this crisis season. Before I jump into that interview with Donnie, though, as always, go to qsrmagazine.com for all the news and insights you need on the QSR and fast casual restaurant industries. And of course, email me anytime you want to talk or share your perspective, or if you want to share feedback on this podcast, always happy to chat. My email is sam at qsrmagazine.com. All right, rolling now into the second day of Wingstop Week with my interview with the Senior Vice President of People, Donnie Upshaw, who started by talking about what attracted him to Wingstop when he first joined the company a few years ago. Yeah, so it's been um, two years and uh, six months for me. Uh, and really the journey, uh, did a lot of research and history on the brand, uh, prior, I was a consumer prior to, but, but didn't know the brand as, uh, intimately as I know it today. And so did a lot of research about the history of the brand and the proven track record of success. Uh, and then I got to meet the senior team. So spent a lot of time with the senior team and spent a lot of time with Charlie. Uh, and he talked a lot about how people, um, should be the foundation of the organization and how. Uh, together we could build a culture and that resonated with me uh, and, and so it was a no-brainer and, and the rest has been history. Obviously, the, uh, the runway that we have, the growth, the rapid growth, the speed in which we move, all those things were very attractive, but, but it was truly the, the opportunity to, to join a culture and build, help build the culture to what it is today and, and where I see it going. So that was, uh, that was it for me. Tell me about what your day-to-day responsibilities are. What are the things that you're, you're specifically working on? Yeah, so I I drive the people function here. So um, our recruiting of top talent, uh, how we train and develop that talent and how we invest in that talent for for preparing them for future growth, uh, as well as um, all of the aspects of of the human um, element. So payroll, um, 
benefits. So how we uh, reward and retain team members as well. Uh, and then and then how we build for the future. So a lot around people's strategy in terms of making sure we have a, a pipeline of talent, we have a depth of talent, and then we have folks that are ready to take on that future responsibility uh, when that time comes. So larger scope roles, bigger responsibility. Uh, those are the things that I work on uh, day in and day out. Also, the training and development side of the house, the learning and development, my, that, is, that is also a team that I lead here at Wingstop. And we're focused on uh, investing, uh, a lot of investing, give it back in terms of preparing uh, the team members for, for success in, in, in the future. So obviously, uh, for a system like Wingstop, you have uh, the corporate team. I'm, I'm sure that's yep. a big part of your responsibility. Are, are you trying to, are you implementing um, programs at the store level too and helping brand partners with that piece of things? Absolutely. Yeah, so we, we do uh, a lot. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's, we share it as a, as a best practice. Uh, and what we do is best in class, but we do allow the brand partners to leverage that material and leverage that training as well. And so we want to prepare them for the interactions with the guests. Uh, we want to prepare them for leading, leading teams and we want to pre prepare them for future growth as well, because as our brand partners uh, scale and get larger, uh, they'll need team members to, to be above restaurant, act as DMs, act as directors uh, and, and really run their operations. So we try to give tools and resources in, in which to prepare them for that as well. So one word that a lot of your colleagues have been using is culture. And I know this is a big part of a lot of restaurant companies talk about the, the culture, um, critical to success, of course. Well, how would you define the Wingstop culture? And then how would you explain how that culture is a part of your efforts as a chief people officer? Yeah, I would say the culture is our people. Uh, that's what really makes up the culture. And what I mean by that, to your point, a lot of organizations use it as a, bud, a buzzword, but here at Wingstop, Truly, the culture is defined by the people that we not only hire and bring on board, but anytime we promote someone, anytime we give someone additional um, responsibility, that is, that is impacting the culture. Uh, and so I, it's my responsibility to protect that culture and ensure that we're bringing on the right talent that fits our values. Uh, our values are extremely important. And that's, that's the DNA of, of, of how we operate and how we behave. And so that is, that, is the, that is the makeup of who we are. And I think from a culture perspective, the, the fun that you see, the entrepreneurial spirit, the uh, service mindedness, all of those things come to life in different ways based on your role. But every single team member is held to that accountability to live our values. And so every single day when, when I'm talking to, to all of the teams about how we recruit, how we retain, it's, it's really uh, the baseline of that is, is, our, is our values. And, and we circle, we, we, we bring everything back to the values uh, and it's centered on the values. What would you say are some some distinct programs at Wingstop that you that you leverage to make Wingstop a employer of choice over other companies, other restaurant companies? Yeah, there's uh, there's there's several. I think uh, the number one thing for us is the opportunity for growth and advancement. So uh, you can come to Wingstop and build your career and grow your career in unique ways, and you get responsibilities that you couldn't uh, potentially can't get in some of the larger organizations. So. Uh, that we we consider as a peer is that you can come to Wingstop and get that experience. Uh, you know, Megan is an example of that, right? Ellie is an example of that. The, the exposure and, and opportunities that they get at Wingstop uh, is far out greater than, than some of our peers. Uh, in addition to that, I mean, we, we have things like that are cool, like unlimited PTO. And the way in which you leverage that is is really you take the mental breaks when you need them. Uh, we we expect adults to adult and we, and we don't hold this uh, particular timeline over your head. And, and I think that, that shows a lot about um, just the progressiveness of our organization and how we treat our team members. It's, it, you know, we're, we're talking a lot of right now about our civic responsibility to vote and you can leverage and lean into unlimited PTO to go out and vote. 
to volunteer at the polls. So things like that that I think makes us really unique. We also provide opportunity, a lot of opportunities to give back to the community, which is, I think is extremely important because we operate in a lot of underserved communities. Uh, we serve those uh, with our restaurants. And so it's important that we also give back in other ways as well. Um, I, and then additionally, I, I think we have, you know, just a, a really unique environment where we, we spend a lot of time together. So we have things that we, we call NETMA, which is nobody ever tells me anything. Uh, and, and those are all hands meetings that we're able to really get in front of the organization and talk about everything that's going on. And it's a two-way dialogue as well. Uh, and, and so since COVID has hit, we, we haven't had an opportunity to get together in a room like that. And so we, we, uh, we moved to a weekly blog uh, where we get on and, and everybody's on a Zoom meeting, Zoom call, just like this one. And we talk about current events in the organization. Um, uh, we, we have some praise and some celebration, but it's really just to update uh, everybody in the organization around how we're doing, how, how the organization is doing and what our strategy is on the go forward. And I think that common communication, that, that normal cadence of communication really sets us apart. Yeah, let's let's talk about the pandemic because uh, yeah, I, I, I imagine this has changed your job maybe more so than a lot of other people at, at the Wingstop team nice. because, uh, <laughs> working from home mentality. Um, but also, this yeah. is just a, like a highly anxious time. Um, you know, there's there's uh, some comforting, I guess you probably have to do uh, maybe with your sure. Members. sure. Tell, me, tell me a little bit, especially early in the pandemic. How did you involve your job and responsibilities yeah. to make sure people were taken care of? Yeah, I, I would uh, start by saying, you know, Charlie and I, our CEO, have a really good relationship. And I think the pandemic has brought us closer um, because we were on the phone constantly uh, figuring out ways. And to, to your point is, is how do we comfort team members? How do we make them feel okay in such a time of uncertainty? Uh, and I think, you know, we, we started by establishing a normal cadence of communication. So there was a daily so they heard from us daily about what was going on. And even if it was no new news to say that we were working on it or we we're looking for a resolution uh, or, or, or um, everything's going to be okay type of, uh, type of communication. I think that was, that happened daily. Uh, I would also say that we, we realized that with, with so much uncertainty and now parents are at home with their, with their children. They're also some of being uh, asked to teach them all of that outside pressure. We wanted to make work, um, really flexible. So we put in this, uh, uh, these meeting norms uh, to help establish some of the boundaries around the flexibility to say, your, your schedule is what your schedule is. You figure it out. You get into the, whatever cadence or whatever routine that you need, but take the time that you need to take care of home. And I think that was a, a message that we it reiterated every single week. Um, and, and, and I think um, we did things like, uh, you know, summer hours as well, even though we weren't in the office, you know, we gave people that time for a mental break. Uh, we allowed folks to, to set up their personal uh, home office. We gave a stipend to do that. Uh, we did appreciation pay in restaurants. Um, of course, we, we've got the, the blog, that, that, that normal cadence of communication. We do happy hours, Pictionary, Cahoots. So just finding opportunities to not talk about work, I think, was, was really helpful and beneficial. Uh, and then giving people that break. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. I never thought I'd uh, talk to people from my bedroom expecting my children to barge through this door at any time. That's right. But, uh, that's, that's the reality right, yeah. we're all in right now. Um, so and we uh, made that safe. We made yeah. that okay. We made, you know, you're going to hear dogs barking. Kids are going to be on laps. Uh, you know, you're going to have to go uh, and, and, and take a break and, and, and have lunch with your kids. Like all those things we made okay. And, and I think that's what really set us apart. 
it's a great sort of level playing field. You know, it's amazing to like have that. Everybody right. has the same challenges, right? Um, I'm, right. I'm, wonder, I'm wondering about your um, thoughts about the labor market right now, because I mean, labor mm -hmm. certainly from the, at the store level um, has been one of the biggest challenges for the restaurant industry in the last couple of years, and yeah, this has been an insane, um, unprecedented time of unemployment. And um, yeah. but of course, it's not a you know, I don't. We, we've not even gotten close to approaching what the labor pool is going to be like for the next couple of years because there's so many factors to, to consider so unknowns right yeah but how has this changed your approach to hiring and retention just knowing that yeah. this this quick change in the labor pool is going to affect things long term I, I assume. yeah yeah i would say um you know another way that we've been fortunate is that we've been successful um in, in light of a pandemic and so we've really been able to hold on and, and retain our, our restaurant talent uh, again, we did things like the appreciation pay, uh, and, um, and, and then we've also did, we, we sent out gifts uh, on, along, on top of that appreciation pay every quarter just to say thank you. We know you're on the front line. Uh, we know that it's difficult. We know that it's challenging. We know that guests are also very anxious, but we wanted to make sure that it was safe. That was number one priority for us. We also have hired um, quite a few team members over this time frame. Uh, I think around the number of 6,000 uh, in our restaurants. And so we, again, just being able to, to, um, to play on that fortune that we've had, we've been able to give back to the community in that way and, and bring jobs uh, into the community. When a lot of people have lost their jobs, we, we were hiring, one of the few organizations that, that have hired. So even on the corporate side, we've hired 30 people uh, uh, plus in, in our corporate office since March. So again, when, when, when folks uh, saw gloom and doom and, and didn't know what, was, what their future was gonna look like, we we're able to provide opportunities. And I think that's been, what I've been most proud of. As, as it relates specifically to the labor market on the go forward, I think we'll continue to be able to deliver the message of opportunity and growth. Uh, people will see that, you know, um, you know we've, we've opened restaurants in the face of the pandemic. Uh, we continue to, to post strong sales growth. And so that shows opportunity for and, and shows stability. And I think that's what, uh, what people will need the most when they're looking for an opportunity and a job. And we're able, we'll be able to provide that for them. Talking about hiring, um, you know, one of these sort of strange silver linings of this season is the amount of opportunity that's going to come on the other side of this for a lot of restaurant companies. Um, and so I know that there is um, there is going to be an opportunity to step on the accelerator some. And and some yeah. of your colleagues have talked about this, this idea that Wingstop will have an opportunity to, to really ramp things up. Um, what does that look like for, from your perspective for, for people? You, you said you've hired 6,000 people. Um, are there other ways that you continue to step on the accelerator now considering some of the opportunities that have come from this? Yeah, I, w I mean, again, the, the growth. So we'll continue to put restaurants, new restaurants in the ground. And I think that in itself creates opportunity. We employ anywhere between 20 to 30 new team members every time we open a restaurant. Uh, and so you do that math. Uh, and I think we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be able to capitalize on the strong labor pool that will be out there. And I think that's what we're looking at as well, is this gives us an opportunity to um, go out and get talent that we may not been able, may, may have not been able to get in the past. And, and it, it really exposes us uh, and allows us to, to do that when, again, other organizations aren't hiring. And I think that, that gives us that competitive advantage. You've talked about some of the these these great incentives for your employees. Um, you know, having some some fun things you can offer employees certainly in the season, um, but also talking about you know encouraging them to vote. This is all really great stuff. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering, um, there was there was always this notion, I think, you know, before the last 10, 20 years of that your job was you clock in, clock out. Uh, but I do think now there's something else that people expect from their job. I think they maybe expect a sense of meaning or purpose. And so I'm wondering. Mm -hmm. 
what you think the role of Wingstop is for the employees? What, what, what do you want to satisfy for them? What kind of role do you hope to play in their lives? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. I think one I'm, I'm really passionate about is be their voice. Uh, we have a voice uh, in culture and, and we're accepted in culture. So we really have to leverage that voice. Uh, and, and then I think we also have to do something with our influence. And, uh, you know, it's very difficult for, you know, one or maybe a group of five to, to make uh, a, a big change in this today's climate. And I think Wingstop has the ability to do that with with the amount of influence uh, that we have and resources that we have. And so I think that's where you'll see the extension come from our team members. Our team members are will directly help us uh, create that voice as it, as, it, as it relates to social injustice and what's going on in society. And then they'll help us execute that voice as well. And so we'll be an extension of them uh, and, and be able to show uh, the community, uh, the society, uh, just how, how strong Wing, and what Wingstop means um, to the culture and how we're going to help be a part of the positive change that we expect. Yeah, I really uh, appreciated um, Charlie's stance after the murder of George Floyd and, and with the, yeah. the Black Lives Matters protest. It's, um, I think it was refreshing to see that he didn't just take some corporate stance on things. He, he really spoke from the heart. And um, I, I just wonder, you know, what, what, what can you do from that corporate mentality? Talk about instituting change. And um, I think there was this great opportunity in the midst of the Black Lives Matter, pro, Black Lives Matter protests to, to show how, how a company could do that. And what do yeah. you think about that in terms of how you set this brand to institute change through its people beyond, you know, we're not just a chicken wing company, we're a company yeah. for, for positive change. I think we have to institutionalize um, uh, our, our approach and our stance. And what I mean by that is we can't just write a check uh, and we can't just send out a tweet uh, we have to make this scalable. We have to make um, this impact be felt across our 1,400 plus restaurants. And I think that is how we will be different. Um, and, you know, we have some, some examples out there that we inspire to be. And I think that is, you know, once we find this voice and this, and this path that, that we're on, uh, we, we're going to make some real change because we're going to, to make it lasting a part of our DNA and a part of who we are. I think that authenticity, you talked about Charlie, um, that authenticity is so important to us. We want it to be organic. We want it to be true to who we are, not just, we could easily have already written a check and moved on, but it's important for us to, um, to be a lasting uh, impression on, on this social change that we expect. Uh, and I will also say is that our, our team members expect that of us. Um, and they, you know, we can't just be um, cool when it's convenient. And I think that is, that is, that's one thing that we're learning through all of this is that it, it's going to be hard. It's, it's going to be challenging. Uh, it's heavy lifting, but it is our responsibility. Mm. There are thousands and thousands of people in the Wingstop system and, and, and developing that voice. How do you develop that voice and make it a consistent voice when you do have thousands of people in the system? Yeah, I think you make everyone, uh, you allow for everyone to be a part of it. And, and so it won't be a, a corporate mandate that comes down. I think we'll, it'll be a, a level of inclusion where we include our team members on the front line. We include our brand partners. We include our supplier partners. And then we include our co corporate team members. And we complete that voice. And that way we go in a unified front, everybody uh, on the same page. And, and, and I think that's what's the important piece. It won't just be a message that comes from Donnie or a message that comes from Charlie. This is co a collective message that we put together as a, as a team. Mm -hmm. Of course, the pandemic has changed so much about 
society, our world, uh, and definitely the restaurant industry. Um, how do you feel like this has changed yourself as a leader? And how do you feel yeah. like Wingstop itself emerges from this in terms of that culture, in terms of the people? What are some of the long-term changes you think it'll, it'll bring about? Yeah, I'll say how it's changed me as a leader um, is that it's, it's really given me permission. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, this is conversations that Charlie and I have had for the past two years around how we can bring this unconscious bias stereotype um, uh, uh, environment to corporate, to our corporate environment organically and not be a checkbox and not be, you know, uh, I've seen other organizations say, everybody take this class. Okay, now everybody's no longer biased. And so how do we make that more organic uh, and real and sustainable? And so it's really given me permission to uh, insert uh, culture. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is, is the diversity and backgrounds that we have at Wingstop that really makes us unique. It's going to bring that to, to um, front and center. Uh, it's also going to allow for us to um, really cement our, our, ourselves and other cultures as well. Uh, and, and I think what we talk about a lot is that, again, that authenticity, which allows people to show up every single day and be themselves. Uh, and, and since the pandemic has hit and since social, all the social unrest in the, in the world, um, I think that's been more true than ever. Uh, you see people really getting comfortable with each other uh, and having real dialogue. And, and that dialogue is going to contribute to the change. Keeping that dialogue uh, uh, alive is going to contribute to the change. I think also we're educating a lot of uh, individuals who weren't exposed to this culture before uh, or um, um, uh, was not aware of the oppression and racism that happens in society just because they were insulated. Uh, we've exposed that. And I think that education piece uh, is going to be critical to the success of, of anything sustainable that we want to do as it relates to social uh, injustice and, and, and being and playing our part is that we've educated our team members now. And we continue to educate our team members now. And, and we've made work a safe place to have that dialogue. Mm hmm. Wingstop has this goal of being a top 10 global brand. Um, and so obviously that's going to be include a lot of international growth. Um, mm -hmm. How does that change things? How does that change your approach to things? And, and what are some maybe unique aspects of international expansion that change your approach to people? Yeah, I think talent, right? I think it's understanding that we need talent that has the global perspective um, that, that brings uh, the global uh, and domestic and, 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 and merges those two together to make really cohesive strategies. Uh, so from a talent perspective, I think the type of talent that we'll need to propel us to that top 10 brand is different than what we needed five years ago. And so it's about finding that right talent and making sure we, we have that talent and we retain it and curate that talent. And then secondly, I will say, you know, it's exciting, right? It's, a, it's an exciting, another story that we can tell from a growth perspective that, again, other organizations aren't in a position to tell. And so that really makes Wingstop intriguing, not only to um, future candidates, but to our current team members, to our brand partners. Uh, and so it does, it does give me uh, another feather in the hat, if you will, um, to, to, to help bridge and, and, and tell that story to, to, to attract that talent. Mm -hmm. Does it get harder at all? The bigger this company becomes, does it get harder to be able to manage all this stuff? Well, that keeps me up at night. Um, <laughs> and and, and uh, that protecting the culture and, and, and keeping the culture intact is probably one of my biggest um, fears as we grow. Um, because right now, I, I pretty much know every single team member by name at the office um, and I can touch and feel. And so as we continue to grow and get bigger and bigger, you lose some of that um, if, you, if, you let, if, if you allow that to happen. And so 
I, <clears throat> I want to make sure that that does not happen at Wingstop and we can continue to keep this, this culture intact regardless of our size. I think that's what really makes us unique and gives us that competitive advantage. I mean, the people at this organization are incredible. The talent that we have is incredible. Uh, and so in order for us to, to, uh, to um, keep this momentum, we need to, this culture to be the same at 3,000 restaurants, at 6,000 restaurants, et cetera. All right, uh, Donnie, last question for you. Uh, I've been asking all of your colleagues this. Um, what is the thing that you are most excited about uh, in, in terms of being on Team Wingstop? Uh, it's a lot, um, but I'll say, I'll say the future, the growth, um, being a part of, of such a winning brand, uh, being a part of a brand that team members are proud to work for. Uh, I think people raise the Wingstop flag loud and proud, and I think that, that to me, means a lot. Um, that you know, You've got, again, all these outside pressures, uh, you've got a lot of uncertainty unknowns, but you find solace in, in your work and find solace in the organization that you work for. I think that, that means a lot. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Hey, Donnie, I appreciate your time today. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. Take care.